0: Hello, I am Brother Chris, and welcome to One Living Word, where we examine and share spiritual lessons on one or more verses from one chapter of the Bible. Today we're focusing on the topic, Worship the Lord, based on our reading of 2 Kings chapter 16 and verse 15. Let us hear what the Word of the Lord has to say in this passage of Scripture. And King Ahaz commanded Uriah, the priest, saying, Upon the great altar burn the morning burnt offering, and the evening meat offering, and the king's burnt sacrifice, and his meat offering, with the burnt offering of all the people of the land, and their meat offering, and their drink offerings, and sprinkle upon it all the blood of the burnt offering, and all the blood of the sacrifice, and the brazen altar shall be for me to inquire by. Do you see what can happen to us when we allow the worship styles of the heathen to come into our midst? Unto the third and fourth generation, we shall find it difficult to get rid of this kind of false worship. When we read the story of King Ahaz in 2 Kings 16, it is clear that because he did not take down the high places that his forefather, King Solomon, built, He was influenced by Satan to set up the altar that he saw when he went to Damascus to visit the king of Assyria. Now, it is one thing to build an altar that is similar to the one he saw in Damascus, but it's an entirely different thing to rearrange the sanctuary service so that it can be consistent with the worship style of the king of Assyria. In verse 15 of 2 Kings chapter 16, we see the brazen act of king Ahaz, king of Judah. The word of the Lord said, And king Ahaz commanded Uriah the priest, saying, Upon the great altar burn the morning burnt offering, and the evening meat offering, and the king's burnt offering, and his meat offering, with the burnt offering of all the people of the land, and their meat offering, and their drink offerings, and sprinkle upon it all the blood of the burnt offering, and all the blood of the sacrifice, and the brazen altar shall be for me to inquire by. This act of blasphemy is at the greatest or the highest level. Here King A has ordered major changes to the sanctuary services so that they can be consistent with what he saw in Damascus. Matthew Henry In his commentary on this passage of scripture, he said the following, and I quote, The removal of God's altar, to make room for it. Uriah was so modest that he put this altar at the lower end of the court and left God's altar in its place between this and the house of the Lord. Verse 14. But that would not satisfy Ahaz. He removed God's altar to an obscure corner in the north side of the court and put his own before the sanctuary in the place of it. He thinks his new altar is much more stately and much more slightly and disgraces that. And therefore, let that he laid aside as a vessel in which there is no pleasure. His superstitious invention at first jolted with God's sacred institution, but at length jolted it out. Note, Those who will come to make nothing of God will not be content to make Him their all. Ahaz durst not. He demolished the brazen altar and knocked it to pieces. But while he ordered all the sacrifice to be offered upon his new altar, the brazen altar shall be for me to inquire by. Having thrust it out from the use for which it was instituted, which was to sanctify the gifts offered upon it, he pretends to advance it above its institution, which is a common for um, superstitious people to do. The altar was never designed for an oracle, yet Ahaz will have it for that use." End of quote. As we read the story, I believe we should take some time to examine our own worship services. When did we ever get to the point where we do not use song service as the word to describe the part of our worship experience where songs of praises and adoration are sung? How did we ever get to the point where the songs that we sing in what is now called praise and worship seem to focus on having a good time on earth instead of looking forward to the second coming of Jesus. I am not sure if we have noticed how the worship practices of others have been creeping into our own worship services. Some have said that our worship services are dead and therefore we need to spice it up. Some have even gone to the point of using Psalm 150 to justify the type of music and actions that should form part of what is now called praise and worship. Could it be that we have spent so much time listening to the music written by persons who don't profess our faith that we have lost sight of the reason why God has called us out of darkness into this marvelous light? I'm not sure if we realize that In our worship services, very seldom do we talk of the second coming of Jesus. Very seldom do we talk about the fact that we are pilgrims and strangers in this world. We no longer sing on a regular basis that that this place is not our home. We are only passing through. You see, my friend, if we don't keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, Satan will place within our midst some of his followers who will gradually pull us away from God. Today, the Lord is reminding us that the way we worship Him should be consistent with His words. Unless we are spending quality time combing through the Scripture and allowing the Holy Spirit to take full control of our lives, we stand the risk of being deceived by the devil in the way we worship the Lord. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Jesus made a very stunning statement in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, Not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. And of course. Here, Jesus is reminding us that the way we worship Him must be consistent with the will of the Father. I pray that we will take some time to examine the way we currently worship the Lord. Let us take some time to determine if we adopt any of the worship practices of others that are not consistent with the will of God. You see, my friend, whenever we recognize that worship is not about us, but about God, we will make every effort to guide carefully the avenues to our soul so that us, uh, that sacrifices of praise that can place before God will meet His approval. Let us pray, Our Father, we thank you today for the reminder that we must worship you in spirit and in truth and in accordance with your will and your words. Help us, Lord, to take. Uh, cognizance of the things you shared with us. this Today we pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Have a blessed and Holy Spirit-filled day.